Hey gang, go to guy Tim Blake here again. I am just uh, you know having a little bit of fun with uh, this newfound ability to just crank out podcasts right now. So uh, I want to take a minute on this episode number two of the GovCon Geek Squadcast. I want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and has been the topic of a lot of conversations with a lot of really smart people from industry and government for a number of years. And so the topic that I want to bring to you guys, and I want your feedback on this too, is about RFIs. Now, see, the the bigger conversation could be about government market research, generally speaking, whenever an agency uh, goes and conducts a market research activity, whether it's a formal sources sought or an RFI, or if it's something that happens before either one of those. Um, I want to talk about that for a second and really want to get, you know, a conversation going because here, here's what happened here. Here's how I got here. You know, I, I read a lot of stuff, you know, that I see from a lot of different resources and, and I use it just to kind of enrich myself and also helps me enrich others too. And so there was an article that um, was made available to me. And in the article, you know, generally speaking, is, is a really good article. It's useful, uh, pretty well written. But there was some tone about the article. And, and, and I want to talk about this. So this sentence in this particular article is what kind of got me going when I read it. And, and it's not the very start of the article, but it's at the beginning. And it says, responding to RFIs is the first step in the long journey of winning government contracts. That's it. It doesn't seem too harmful, at least on the surface. But as I thought about it and broke it down, I, I really had some issues with the statement. No issues with the spirit of how it was written or why it was written, but an issue with the actual words themselves. Because I will tell you, there's in no world that I have lived in and operated in on the sell side or on this side as the facilitator in government contracting, has an RFI been the first step for me to go win business? Now, I'm not going to say that um, there wasn't an RFI that was filled out, you know, by a company I worked for or led that resulted in some business. What I'm saying is, it was never the first step. It, it, it's got to be something calculated. So let, let's talk about this for a second because responding to RFIs is the first step. If you live in a place where you believe that to be true, let me offer this. There's a lot that goes on in a federal agency with regard to making decisions about 
what's going to get bought, um, how it's going to be developed, implemented, all the above, long before any kind of market research conducted through contracting ever happens. So saying that it's the first step for me is just a little bit misleading. And, and I'll say it this way, you know, if, unless I'm wrong about this and, and I want any of my friends in contracting to chime in and, and correct me on this one, because I'm willing to be corrected an RFI is a document that is generated and issued by a contracting activity. So there's my statement. And I believe that that is the same for a sources sought. You know, whenever I see these, these typically come through a system like, you know, the old FBO, uh, now known as SAM.gov contract opportunities. And to my knowledge, that is not something that a program office or funding office or customer has the ability to do. And I don't mean the active market research. I mean, issuing that type of document, a solicitation as it were, through a system like contract opportunities. So again, any of my friends, my KO, CO friends out there, if I'm wrong, let me know I'm wrong. I'll eat those words and take it back and restate my position. But let's just say I'm correct. So if that's correct, then a lot of people don't know or don't believe that there's market research that happens before an RFI or sources sought notice. But there is. I've participated in it before. I've worked with lots of agencies. And, and the people that are doing that market research are not buyers. Just to build the you know semantic here, customer is someone that spends money, uses what gets bought for them. Buyer is the one responsible for making the best decision on behalf of the U.S. government and making the procurement happen. So buyer versus customer. So there's market research done by customers. Um, I know that for a fact because I've lived it. So the issue I have with responding to RFI being the first step in the long journey of winning government contracts is it completely omits all the work being done by the customers, the end users, the program managers, all the folks in there who may have a vested interest in ensuring that something that they get is what they want, you know, product or service or solution. So anyway, that that's kind of where this started for me, where this is going. But, you know, I want, I want to talk about this in another context. So as I read this article and, and this organization, again, it's a good article. I don't have an issue with this, this spirit of what they were doing. But I just have a little concern about how it was positioned because it sends out a, a, I'll say an incomplete or false sense of how things should be done. So they, they give these six reasons about why you should respond to RFIs. And the six reasons are sound. So guys, if you're listening from that company, I like the article from that standpoint. It helps get you noticed and build relationships. I don't disagree with that. It helps you showcase your capabilities. Good with that. It gives you a chance to shape future RFP requirements. Okay, good there too. 
It can be a means to winning sole source contracts. Yeah. Okay. And it can help the government decide set-asides. Absolutely. And it can help you in understanding and preparing for solicitation before its release. Eh, you know, a little sketchy on that one, but hey, let's just say yes, because everything else I'm, I'm locked in on. But if we look at most of these, okay, the getting noticed and building relationships, showcase your capabilities, you know, means to winning a sole source contract, deciding set-asides, all of those have something very in common. And what it what it has in common is that the RFI, based on how they're writing this, gives you increased visibility. All right. And that's a positive thing. So if that is true, and you all, and hopefully the people that wrote the article, hear what I'm saying, and generally agree with that, then here comes the other shoe dropping. So what basically is being said, and something I've always, I've known for a long time, RFIs are a form of marketing. It's, it's a way to increase your company's profile. It's a way to achieve greater visibility. And if that all is true, now I'm going to pull on my marketing hat because, you know, I'm a, I played a marketing guy on TV last year, so I'm an expert joking but hey look here's the deal if a big part of rfi responses is to increase visibility i will tell you as a guy who was a longtime bd capture guy you know who used to snub my nose at marketing way back when and now has a whole different level of insight and respect into it i can think of a lot of ways to use my marketing time and money to get as good or better outcome than I can get from RFIs. Because when you start thinking about the number of RFIs that are coming out from the government, and if you're not being selective about which ones you're choosing to respond to, and the fact that I stated in a note back to the company that there are no protections for intellectual property or confidential or competitive information, in an RFI, there's a, leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, bottom line, if a contracting office receives information in an RFI that they like, they can very much take that information, go to a current contractor and say, can you do this? And they say yes, and they do an, a task order to their existing contract. I know it because I've been on both sides of that during my career, on the winning side and the sucky side. So that's one of the things that I caution folks about quite a bit. Be careful how much you expose. The other thing is how much information agencies request in RFIs now compared to what it used to be. Now, here's the whole point. In RFI today, the ones I see, these are mini RFPs. I will tell you, I don't remember RFIs where I had to submit pricing, you know, when I was still on the sell side. That is not normal. It might be now in this day and age, 
but that's not what an RFI is supposed to be for. Because the minute you go to pricing, that's a competitive activity. And if that information is not subject to the same protections, it would be in an RFP. I have a problem sharing that information. And so there's a number of reasons I can think about, again, applying a level of rigor to how I select RFIs that I'm going to respond to. Here's the thing. If your company is responding to an RFI for an opportunity from an organization that you have no knowledge of prior to seeing that document, and you're just throwing that out there to respond to it, one, it's not a good use of your money. Two, something positive might come from it, but you have not positioned yourself for the best possible outcome. Again, RFI is not the first step. There's a ton of other positive productive activity like market research that you can do into things like, you know, their spending habits and how they typically buy, what awards and IDVs they typically use, what is the cost model for a fixed price cost plus or otherwise. What about the priorities from that organization? You know, how does your company align to the things that are important to them. They're, you know, the PMA, President's Management Agenda, the agency-wide or government-wide goals and objectives, agency priority goals, all these things. If you have never looked at that information prior to responding to an organization to tell them, hey, we can support you with this work, I consider that ill-advised. But I want you guys to tell me, what do you think? All right. Hey, guys, happy Friday. Have a great weekend. See you on the other side.